Yeah, hi, good morning to, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of the day you're listening to this. Welcome to episode 59. This is a Cigar Hustlers podcast, and this week, they're talking to me, Michael Knight. I hope you enjoy the show. You always start with that. That's like your go-to. That's my thing. Makes you more comfortable. I should have adjusted my microphone. I think it's falling down. I don't think mine works anymore. Just kind of. Well, I turn yours off anyway most of the time. If if you did that, then there'd be nothing. There'd be nobody talking. It's a more interesting show because they don't know who I'm interrupting. See, here's the thing: is if you turn me off, then you'd have nobody to interrupt, and you'd have nothing to fucking say. But I can still hear you. They can't. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out who I'm interrupting. Whatever. <clears throat> Do you interrupt? Yes. Constantly. So we have a special guest today. Yes, we do. A Mr. Michael Knight. Well, you complained the last two weeks that I had no show content. You never do. Well, this so, week, I brought the entire show. So we have we have a, a gentleman with us from the other side of the pond who doesn't smoke cigars. Doesn't smoke cigars. See how the mic just good. I'm not sure why I'm here. Did you say smoke cigars? Yeah. Oh, okay. Say hello, Michael. Hi. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. God damn it. This is going to be a rough show. Fucking lighter's fucked. I can't find my other lighter. Mmm. That's a weird one. Where's one through? Through. You'll tunnel and canoe through the whole thing. We'll make do. Oh, man. I don't know if I'll make do. Okay. Anyway, uh, Michael Knight's a friend of my family. Yes. We met him uh, several years ago. Okay. So. I'll stop talking now. Okay. But. You want to get right into just talking to Michael Knight? No, if you got something to talk about, That's, I'm I'm okay you, with what either. What have you been doing? It's boring. It's We're boring. Boring to you? him already. We're already boring him. All right, I got a question for you. Have you ever heard of a guy by the name of Minhoff? I've never heard of a guy called Minhoff. So, have you ever heard of the Minhoff no. method? It, it, I don't know. Is that some type of proctology exam? No, it's pretty cool actually. Yes. So you know, I like to read, right? So, um, uh, you want a new thing? Are you going to only eat between the hours of 3 no. and 7? And no, it's worse than that. It has to be raw eggs. It's fucking well, it's you, way you worse than that. You can only chew on the left side of your mouth with the right foot in the air. It is way oh. worse than that. So Minhoff is this guy who's actually a, a Guinness World book holder for a couple of great feats. And uh, he climbed um, Kilimanjaro and uh, Everest in shorts. In shorts. Yeah, so he's a guy yes. that's all about, like, uh, you know, ex- extreme. Yeah, they call him the Iceman. Oh. So he has a theory. Batman? No. No. No, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he, he has a theory that being exposed, exposing yourself to cold and, like, target stressing your body yes. actually boosts your immune system. What about if you just expose yourself? Um,. I mean, I'm sure that that helps, too, in some methods. I'm not 100% positive, but I bet you it will uh, at least help your tan lines, you know? <laughs> um, so I started – so it starts with, like, cold showers. You start doing cold showers. Oh, my Lord. So I'm starting to do that. Cold shower. Have you seen that cold therapy where you get into the little cylinder the little and they – cryogenic super- thing? Yeah, Cryo- they, I've seen it on Cryo- uh, Shark Tank. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, on the housewives. The housewives yeah. do it. So it's a similar. It's probably similar to that. Okay. So you take a cold shower. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating. I feel like I feel better. Well, I uh, when I lived on the farm, I outdoor showered every day, and it was just from a hose. So I mean, it was cold. It was, cold. There was no it was hot water. Chilly. No hot water. But I didn't know it was a thing. It's pretty badass. There's also breathing methods too that he does. So how long have you been doing the cold shower? Uh, since Friday. I mean, I only got <laughs> I only got I only got to that part of the book on Friday. <laughs> But hey, I shower. You, you know, you yelling, Brittany, Brittany, turn the hot water heater off. How many times do you shower a day? Once to twice. Okay, so I definitely shower at least twice a day. So, uh, how's your sex life now? You're taking cold showers. I mean, my sex life is always consistent. I'd always say, consistent. I'd say, They're I'd young. say firm. They're young, firm to strong. <laughs> so I'm not really that concerned about that. Um, you know, I'll let you know if I grow an extra inch, though. That, well, that'd, that'd be, be fantastic. Not obviously during the cold shower, <laughs> but afterwards. Right. Uh. 
So, but I just I wanted to mention that I wanted to bring that up. So, to you. what else do you do besides a cold shower? So, there's like this whole breathing thing, of like a process you're supposed to do on an empty. So stomach. you don't get the hypothermia when you're in the cold shower. Well, you're supposed to kind of take it in small doses, right? So, so quick cold. Like showers. you start. No, well, eventually you build up to being able to sustain in like a cold ice bath for like 20 minutes. So it's like cold and turned to hot. No, cold or- no, just cold, just cold. But short cold. No, well, you turn it on to cold, and then you, like you start with your feet, you, and then you work up your legs, and then you kind of get your whole body in and up to your head, and then you kind of sustain for however long you're comfortable in there. If you can stay within a minute or two, or the longer you stay, the better. It's just like stressing any other – like when you work out, when you work out your muscles. Yes. Like could you put 500 pounds on a bench right now and, and do a oh, and bench no. press? Right. No. So what would you do? You'd start lighter. Not with my feet, though. No, but this is a different – form of, of target stress. So just so I understand, you step into the shower and the water just hits your feet, and then the next time maybe you hit your feet up to your knees? No. Oh, it's all the same time. Yeah, you slowly so you increase until you... In. Right. Well, I do that, but I only use my hand. Okay. <laughs> Turn the water on, stick my hand in. Yeah, but oh, gotta, it's cold, so I pull my hand back out. Because you're a sissy lala. What is what is the purpose? Why are you doing this? Well, apparently, read it in a book. Apparently, <laughs> it, like you know, the it restricts it does some kind of restriction to your veins. Yeah, it shrinks and, up your veins and, and stuff. Right, and forces them right. So it supposedly helps boost your immunity, uh, bo- boost your tolerance, helps your blood pressure, overall circulation of of the blood. Did you just happen upon this book, or did someone tell you about it? So, uh, well, actually... You're Googling ways to make myself more uncomfortable while I work out? No, my buddy Greg actually mentioned this guy that I looked up. This guy by the name of Ross Edgley. So the book that I'm reading is called uh, The World's Fittest Book. And Ross Edgley? Yeah, he He actually... the frozen guy. Yeah. Uh, He mentions the frozen guy. He actually just swam around uh, Great Britain. He did. All the yeah. way around the island? All yeah. the way around. He did. That's right. I heard that on the So you story. know that guy? I don't know him personally, but I watched him on TV most days. Yeah, right. so no, I figured they all knew each other. It's a small island. So you see the link here? That's why I bring these things up. Oh. Right? That's see what clever. I did there? That's clever. The link. It's yeah. crazy. It's almost like as if I know what the fuck I'm doing. I feel back in the day, you would have been the one that bought the snake oil from the guy nope. going around. Definitely would have been Drink that guy. Drink this. It'll make you stronger. I'll be right back. Oh, he's leaving the show. I'm going right here. All right, well, we'll just take a break right now. Yeah, there's a lighter right here. And we need to start taking breaks, so when the commercials start rolling in. That's never going to happen. Yes, it is. So we're on break right now. Okay, we're back. So Ross Ross Edgley, he's a a young buck. He's like in his, I think, mid-30s or something like that. He's probably about my age. Yeah. Pretty fascinating dude. Yeah, he was, was. It was followed with great interest at home. Uh, that was one hell of a feat going around like he did. One, yeah. It was a tremendous feat and well applauded by everybody. And I think he looked a bit crinkly when he came out of the water at the I'm, end. I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. Shrinkage. Yeah. He, now, he does Minhoff. He does the Minhoff method, too. So oh. he, also did, uh, he also did a triathlon with a tree attached to him. What? Yeah. What, you mean he was branching out? Yeah, something like that. But um, Michael's good for jokes. Yes. So, wait, how did he have a tree attack? Like he's carrying a tree on a bicycle in the water. How big a tree? And running. I don't know. You have to look. Sapling. It sounds a a big redwood. From the way he was talking about it, doesn't sound like it was fun. I can tell you that that much. I am really close to having this thing lit and rocking and rolling here. I think she'll be over by then. There you go. So, hey, Michael, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Yes, yes. Thank you for coming. So, um, had to pay for my own coffee this morning, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just after the speech of no more free coffee. You know, the so. struggle is real here. So, right. is what it is. Um, so, how did you uh, go about meeting our dear friend here, Mr. Palmer? The Prez. The Prez of the Florida. I'm Cigar. even known as the Prez in Great Britain, just so you know. Yeah, but yeah. you didn't know shit about Ross Edgley. I don't know the. <laughs> Michael Hoff or whoever from Baywatch was either. Minhoff. Min. No. Is he German? Sounds like a German name. I don't know. Excuse me, ask me a question. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hoff. Is he German? <laughs> Minhoff. Sounds like it. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank He's you not the same as Patty. I'm sorry. I won't stop interrupting. He asked you a question. So now. Michael has a tendency to just interrupt people mid-sentence. Yeah. Yes. That's, a, that's an American thing, is it? Just it's my thing. It's I don't, my thing. Just being Yeah, I think rude. it's just a Palmer thing. Yeah. To a point where I've had people contact me and be like, God damn it, that guy just never lets you talk. <laughs> and I go, oh, shit. That's why we're so popular. <laughs> it's a drinking game. Every time I interrupt, 
they take a drink. Okay. So I had a friend called uh, Sarah who used to go to school with my eldest daughter in England, and uh, she now lives over here. Uh, we were keeping in contact via Facebook, and uh, Mr. P over there uh, begged if he could be my friend on Facebook. Uh, uh-huh. I, I consulted Sarah first of all, and she said, he's an all right guy, he's not bad. So we became friends like that, and we just conversed with each other over Facebook, a few photos, this, that, and the other. And um, Like dick pics, or just was it standard? Like, no, they were just standard. I did ask him, <laughs> dick pics. I did ask him for dick pics, but he said he was embarrassed and wouldn't do it. Well, it's all in cold water. So uh, I fancied a cheap holiday, so I said, can I come over? And he said, yes, please. That was a couple of years ago. That's when I met you right. for the first time. I had free coffee then. And, um, <laughs> hey, you had free beer so earlier. The novelty, the novelty's worn off, I think, now. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how we became friends, and here I am on my second visit. He did say that he was going to come and visit me, but uh, apparently got shit scared of the bombs and things that we have occasionally. Well, we were going to go a couple of years ago is when they started bombing the train stations and things, and they go, there's a nasty home on this. So fix it. what it's from. It's feedback from something. But the part of country where I live, we don't... Uh, are we talking? Are we live? Ah, yeah. it was Michael's phone too close... Okay, you gotta get all the phones off. Nope, that's not it. Well, that's good, Mike. Glad, glad you got together. Is it working now? King produced. It works, the but show. there's a hum. It's new. It just started. You want to take a break? Okay, no, no. It just stopped again. It's something Michael's doing. What am I doing? Touch your microphone. Touch it? No, you had your hand on it. You've been holding on to it. That's it. Don't uh, don't hold your microphone. Son of a bitch. So, uh, but do where anything. I live, we don't. We don't have. Uh, I live in a sleepy town called Christchurch, which is on the outskirts of a uh, a holiday town called Bournemouth. Um, we don't have bombs and things like that. So occasionally, we have to go occasionally, the bomb areas to get to you. Uh, occasionally, there's a main headline in the local paper that a Wendy house has been stolen from a garden, and everybody's shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a big fucking baby, pretty much. You don't like to. You don't want to leave. I, I, I it's not like he lives in North Korea or some shit, dude. No. It's but great when fucking we were Britain. Going was when they were having terrorist attack. Attracts? Attracts. Terrorist attacks. Is that like a ride? In like a roller coaster or something? It is. It's very scary. <laughs> There's a big boom at the end. Yeah, but what were the terrorist attacks? Did like they get in a car and they run people over? Uh, let's so see, don't. There was, so stay uh, in your poison, car. Poison gas in the train system. Mm-hmm. There was a, people running over people. People with knives. Okay, that just sounds like a fucking day Look, in the you Bronx. Don't like to leave I your mean. house. So you know. Like a day where? <laughs> in the Bronx. In the Bronx? I'm not going there either. So, like, I mean, you know, this shit happens all the time. That's not a big deal. It was several years ago. You let the ago. media get to you, Michael. That's the problem. That's the way it works. Better yeah. safe than sorry. You live in fear. I don't live in fear. You, missed, this, you missed an opportunity. And, uh, oh, you still you know, time. He's got his own Airbnb. Would you like to plug your Airbnb? Yeah, you can do. You can plug my Airbnb. I get very busy. I get quite a few people from the States actually come and stay with me. There you go. Just but not, up, not. Just look up Christchurch UK. Don't confuse it with Christchurch New Zealand because you'd be in the completely wrong place if you went there. So Christchurch UK and uh, my one, if you want to look it up, it's got a picture of beach huts uh, as the main feature. They're not just ordinary beach huts. They cost just over £250,000 each, which I suppose is about $270,000. Why people want to pay that for a piece of wood on a beach, I don't know, but they do. It's a special beach, and I'm lucky enough to live there. Well, it's Christ Beach. Christchurch. Yeah. Christchurch. That sounds Where Christ went tanning. So, okay, so... I guess every single major event in your life is linked to Facebook at this point, Mr. Palmer. Apparently because, you so, know, yes. you, you fucking, yes. you meet everybody on Facebook. Everybody's met on Facebook. It's where I found my wife, my friends, right. my parents. Even though you won't go see your friend in the UK? No. So, I'll eventually come over and see it's you. A, it's a disappointment right. to me, really. You, you can come over any time. Yeah, I'll hit you up. And charge you for fucking coffee if you do. <laughs> <laughs> you can get an upgrade for the breakfast. I'm fine with that. So. Yeah. So, um, so what the hell did you do? What kind of a job do you have where you can just kind of up and go? Uh, well, I I don't. I'm I'm retired now. I just do one day a week as a consultant for 
a business. I used to be MD of a business, and uh, the guy who owns it is a really, really nice chap. So I go back and help him out. I like, I like doing that. Doesn't pay me a lot of money to do it, but I don't want him to pay me a lot of money to do it. I just like doing it. A bit like Mr. P comes in and uh, and helps you out sometimes. Oh, well, we pay him nothing. Yeah, I know. That's totally know. different. I know. He made me pay for breakfast this morning and told me that was the reason why. <laughs> the struggle is real. Yeah, so. We just give them a key to the place, that's all. Yeah, I used to be involved in uh, uh, well anything to do with water, irrigation. So uh, we would export stuff to the Africas for irrigation, but also now big business is dust control. So um, uh, quarries, uh, waste transfer stations, dust control, odor control, anything to do with water and chemicals, that's basically what I'm involved in or was involved in. Now I just do what I call schmoozing. Ah, a bit of schmoozing. Yeah, a bit of schmoozing, a few free lunches, stuff like that so what do we do here that's so different in comparison to like what stood out as far as your visits here in comparison to everything every time i come to america i enjoy new experiences i think i drive michael crazy because i always want to do something different we try to find something to do that he didn't do last time everything someplace to go so if you want to take this place um um your cigar hustler uh, shop. We don't have anything like that in, this, in America, in England. Sorry, well, if there is, I don't know about it. We just don't have anything like this right there. So this is a real experience to come in here. You know, I don't smoke. Just to see guys sitting there drinking port, which, by the way, we only have with Stilton cheese, um, and uh, smoking cigars and a little social atmosphere, atmosphere going on. That's that's good. Don't have that. Right. Quite that. So cigar lounges are non-existent. No, you want to start a franchise over there. I don't know what the regulations would be, but everything in yeah, the UK is expensive. Yeah, there might be a reason they don't smoke inside. Maybe you're not allowed to. Yeah. No, you can't smoke inside. But I suppose if you had a cigar lounge, that might be different. I don't know. Interesting. I wonder how you get it. Maybe yeah. a side business for you. Could be. Outside business, you Out mean. by the beach. Yeah, you can smoke outside. Well, you know, in your garden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got a nice garden. Yeah. Well, you call it a yard. Yes. Yeah. I grow everything. I like the fact that uh, we were talking a little bit, um, yeah, Friday, and you were talking about how how people get pissed, and for you, like the term pissed, for us, pissed is like people are angry, but for you, it's like they're drunk. Yeah, they're drunk. That's pissed. There's all sorts of words like that. I was telling, uh, <laughs> I was telling Mr. P some stuff in the car earlier, and he's sort of scratching his head. He thinks bangers and mashes for breakfast, which of course it isn't, uh, and he couldn't understand how we can have breakfast. Elevenses, lunch, afternoon tea, high tea, dinner, supper. It was a bit dinner and supper is two different things. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pissed is. Um, uh, we can use that. That someone's pissed off. We can use that. Right. But pissed is uh, is is drunk. Yeah, he's he's well he's well gone. Pissed as a newt is the actual saying. Pissed as a newt. Pissed as a newt. As a newt. As a he newt. can talk for an hour, and Adrian and I just look at each other like, what the fuck did he say? <laughs> Is that why she went to bed early last night? That's why. She gets headaches from the conversations. <laughs> she's got to run it. She's got to be in charge. Yeah. If she's not in charge, then it's no good. So, um, obviously, the culture over here is, is uh, totally different to us. But, like, uh, Americans love English people or England. Uh, maybe, I don't know that's because of the historical content or not. But also, we have a fond regard for Americans. Right. Um, we're, in many ways, not dissimilar to you. Uh we would describe Americans as being more gung-ho. Right. Uh, we would describe ourselves as being more stiff up a lip. Um, but if we don't want to move, we're not going to move. So we like America, but we didn't like it when Obama uh, said that uh, if we came out of the European Union that we would go to the back of the queue. We didn't like that. We basically right. said, fuck you, we're going to come out anyway. <laughs> so you're happy about Brexit then? Um there's a mixed uh, thing in England. You, <clears throat> the youth are quite lazy in England. So when we had the initial vote uh, and we voted to come out, all the young people revolted and said, basically, how dare you take you know, Europe away from our children? Uh, and to which our reply was, well, if you got up off your asses and went and voted, then we would still be in Europe. But they didn't do that. So now they've got to live with it. I actually believe, as do many other people, that there's a movement within the government to uh, hold a second referendum, which they're talking about now, uh, hoping that um, it would reverse the decision that more people would vote to stay in Europe because we don't think the government actually want us to come out, but the people want to come out of Europe. So uh, along with most English people, we don't like people telling us what to do. Right. 
And what started off as a good thing with Europe ended up with them telling us what we could do, what we couldn't do, and we don't like that. You know, we want to export somebody because they're a terrorist and we have to go through all sorts of procedures before we can do that. And they can appeal to the European court, etc., 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 etc. And it takes a long time. We don't like that. We don't like being told what we can, what we can do and what we can't do. Right. I don't so, think anybody does. No. Well, some people are conditioned, I think. You know, yeah. you go to Japan and places like that, they're conditioned to... Uh, go along and do what they're told in China yeah like that. China's, China's a lot like that nobody will take um, leadership for anything if there's a table of eight or nine guys they won't make a decision unless they all sit around chit chat and vote And even if it's just where we're going for lunch yeah. right because nobody wants to make a bad decision yeah well you told me stories before in the past where you know if somebody's hurt in China you can't help them no right. if you do you're responsible for them right forever 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 so if somebody gets hit, everybody just keeps driving. Don't stop. That's pretty amazing. So, I mean, like, you know, it's a big deal. Anybody, the royal family, babies, fucking marriages, the whole gamut, the United States eats that up, right? Yeah, well, we, we love our royal family anyway. Right. So we do. They have no power, but we love them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so is there anybody in the United States that, you know, you guys are like, oh, hey, this is a big deal? I think we follow Trump. Yeah. Quite a lot. It was uh, none of us could believe um, that he actually got elected to be your president. Right. But I, I spoke to another friend of mine who didn't vote for him in America, and I was quite impressed by what she said. And what she said to me was, "I didn't vote for Trump, but he's our president." Right. So you know, we we we've got to go along with what he's trying to do. And I think there's a there's a glowing admiration. Uh, some of my friends may disagree, but I think there's a glowing admiration back at home for what he has done for your country right. you know? and he doesn't boast about it too much or it doesn't seem to other than on Twitter occasionally <laughs> that's why I don't have Twitter anymore um, but he uh, I think he set out to uh, he said he was going to do some things and I think he's setting out to do them and it looks to me like he is it's crazy to hear a, a, a perspective from the outside you yeah. know because it's definitely interesting right now in the United States about him and po I mean politics as a whole so you often get to see uh, politicians in any country that was sort of <clears throat> Uh, swagger the swag and not necessarily do the walk. Right. Uh, I think he's doing the walk. You know, I think other people, other presidents you've had sort of go along with the popular consensus. Uh, he's prepared to buck that. Uh, whether that is always a good thing or not, I mean, all these guys that didn't get paid when you had that thing going on, I felt really sorry for those people. Right. But even some of those that we saw being interviewed on the telly still backed him. Right. Still backed him. I know that's something. That's crazy. Yeah. But, like, he's not getting married anytime soon. He's not having any babies. So, like, you don't have anything like that. Like, do you guys follow the Kardashians or some shit? Is that, like, a big any deal? Any celebrities, um, movie stars I'm or something? So, I'm sure the younger generation probably f follow some of those. I'm, I'm more into country now. I like, right. I'm, I'm sort of big in the country, your country music. I love it. Eric Church, people like that. Nice. Play them all the time on my car at home. Do you watch any TV shows? Yeah, of course. You watch yeah. Peaky Blinders? Uh, I love Peaky Blinders. Do you really? Absolutely, yeah, it's a new one. Just we're just waiting to come out now. Oh, we don't get to see it. We <coughs> have to wait oh, like man, six months. I've got months. a Peaky Blinder cap. I've got everything. I love Peaky Blinders. No shit. That's a fabulous fab. You like it? You watch it? Hell yeah. You it's do? Of, yeah, it's like one of three shows that I watch on the oh, regular. That's great. Peaky Blinders. Really, really good. David, what's The Crown? No. That's a good show. Yeah? Yeah. The, the woman, who, I can't remember her name, but the, the actress who plays the queen, she is the queen. She's amazing. Really? Yeah, really, really good. Um, what about Last Kingdom? No, I uh, no, I don't think I've seen oh, that. Show. What's the one with High Blair Castle? What's uh, Downtown Abbey? Oh, I Down, Abbey. Down, Downton. Downtown. 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 I'm an American. Downton Abbey. Is that big in England? It was. It's finished now completely. Yeah, finished. There's no more being made. That's they might do a here. Christmas special here and there, but so there's no more. That was a great show. We watched that. Yeah, we like that. Up, 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 upstairs and downstairs type. There's Class a friend of ours that has a cigar company who deals with the guy who lives at Downton Abbey. Oh, in the in the real in the real Downton yeah. Abbey, yeah, 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 yeah. It's open to the public. You can pay money. You can yeah. go in and walk around. Go check it yeah. out. It's not it's not that far from where I live, actually. You want, oh really? You want to go there when you come visit? Certainly. Okay. We do it when we do Stonehenge. Are you going to provide time. armed fucking guards for this well, guy or yeah, what? I need, I need he won't be able to bring his pea shooter well, can, in, that's for can sure. Can Nick go? If, if, <laughs> Nick, Nick, if you'd like to meet me there, we can hang out. The Loch Nick Monster? Loch Nick Monster. But you want to meet Harry. You keep going on about yeah, Harry. Yeah, I'd love to meet Harry. Harry's my favorite royal. Yeah. He's got all the power. What is it that no attracts you? No responsibility at all. What does no. it attract you to him? His ginger hair or what? Yeah, I think that's what it is. He's is kind it? of buff. It's a, it's yeah. The ginger hair. No, it's because he can do anything he wants. 
but he doesn't have to do anything. I've met I've met some of the royal family only very briefly. I mean, you're very, I was very very lucky to uh, to meet them. Uh, I had dinner once at a place where Prince Philip was. Um, I've seen the Queen, but not met her. Uh, I've spoken to Princess Anne, and I had the pleasure to speak to Prince Charles. You can't speak to them. They have to speak to you first, and then you can speak to them. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was really special. And the Queen Mother, before she died, I think she was 101 when she died, I had a fantastic experience. Unfortunately, uh, I, lost my, I lost my son, and um, so I was doing a big charity thing for two or three years, uh, and we had uh, good negotiations with the people that the Broccoli uh, family that produce uh, James Bond films. Right. And so in England, the day before the film was the new film would be released, uh, they did this for two years. They would give it to us, so we could do our own premiere before it premiered. So uh, each city um, would do a, a really big event. So in my case, I had the, I had the big searchlights going around the sky. Everybody had to come in, in DJs, uh, had the mayor there and everybody. We had um, lots of celebrities there from people that I didn't know the celebrities, but people that I knew did. So they had loads of celebrities there. So it was a really big thing. But we, uh, to make extra money, we, we would have loads and loads of show business uh, people give us things which we could auction or have uh, uh, what we call a, a, a raffle tree. Um, so all the restaurants would go on a raffle tree and then you'd have other things and then we'd have big prizes to auction so for example uh, in one of the films uh, when they had the BMW sports car right. uh, BMW provided a, a trip for two people to the Detroit Motor Show as a, as a prize which we auctioned on stage no kidding mm. but I thought I'd chance my arm um, and so I wrote a letter to the Queen Mother who just incidentally was still alive at the time and uh, I asked if she would care to donate something that we could auction. And I didn't get a reply uh, at all until two days before the auction, my phone rang. And this very uh, posh-speaking woman said, oh, how do you do? She uh, <laughs> was one of, the, one of the Queen Mother's ladies in waiting. And she said, uh, Mr. Knight, um, the Queen Mother's had your letter. She apologises for not getting back to you, but she, she, actually she'd been in Canada. Um, so um, and she'd like to help, but obviously it's too uh, it's too late for now. So when you do another one, will you come back to us? So I said, well, it's still two days away. Um, if if she wants to give something, you know, then I can get it collected from from Clarence House where she lived. So um, she said, oh, okay, just a moment, and she went off, and then she came back on the phone, and she said, well, we can offer you one of three items, and uh, one was a big cup and saucer, one was a Crown Derby small tea set, third item I can't remember. So she said, which one would you like? So I said, uh, well, I'm not sure, could you recommend one to me? And she turned around and she said, uh, Mr. Knight is asking, Mum, uh, which we would recommend. And the Queen Mother replied, the tea, the tea service. I actually heard her on the phone, the tea service is rather us. And so I had that. I was stunned. And not only did they do that, but they gave me a card from her as well that I could put with it to show it was genuine. So then how do you get it? So uh, we didn't have a lot of time. So I contacted a, a local taxi company. Uh, and asked if they would do it for try to negotiate a fee, which I managed to do because it's charity. After all, we're trying to get as much as we can. So uh, I had to uh, ring the, their security and tell them the make of the car, the colour of the car, the name of the driver, etc., etc., etc. For when he got there, and this guy turned up. Uh, he had a suit. He wore a suit, wore a three-piece suit. And he had his hair all done and everything. I think he thought he was going to meet the Queen Mother and she was going to hand him this thing. <laughs> but we got it down, and this was some time ago. And I, and I think we uh, I think we uh, sold that at auction for something like $2,000 for four cups and four sauces. No kidding. Yeah, that probably would have sold for, I don't know, maybe $20, $30 maybe, uh, just because it had the card from the Queen Mother. And the following year, she gave me, she gave me not the year, sorry, two, I think it was the next James Bond, it could have been two or three years later, she gave me another gift as well, and, and we auctioned that. And I thought that was really, really nice. So and do you still do the charities? No. Uh, unfortunately, my, my wife uh, at the time, um, we, we divorced. And it wore us out because uh, 
as part of uh, our involvement, we would we would talk to people. It was cot death that I lost my son, so we would talk to people, and quite often it would be on the day that they lost their child. Right. Uh, and the cot death foundation would give them our number, so we would get calls. Could be two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, of people. They just want to talk when someone has something like that happen to them. All they want to do is talk. Right. You know? My wife and I would walk down the street and we'd see friends and they would cross the road. Not because they didn't want to talk to us, but because they didn't know what to say. When in right. fact, we would be more than happy to talk about it because it was a release for right. us. One of the nicest things uh, happened, I belong to an organization called Roundtable. You probably have something similar over here. Um, and uh, they uh, had a raffle and this guy won uh, a bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. And he had it delivered to me, bearing in mind that I just lost my son, so why would he give me champagne? You know, here's some champagne for you. And that, that gave my wife and I a lift that someone would think like that. Right. So, yeah, so I was very appreciative. The royal family are very, uh, very popular at home. Right. Very popular. I mean, that's got to be tough, man. I couldn't even imagine going don't, through that. Don't, don't even try to imagine it. You get over it, but you never forget right. at all. Um, my son is uh, buried in a church, not a beautiful little church where my eldest daughter got married, not far from me. And uh, when my mother died, she wanted her ashes put with him. So that's where it is. But no, you can't, you can't imagine it. I tried to give him, I just, I'd been on business. And it was so funny because when well, it was say funny, it wasn't funny. I'd stopped to have coffee with a colleague. Uh, if I'd got home, uh, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes earlier, maybe I could have done something, but I didn't. I tried to give him uh, my little baby, uh, uh, the kiss of life and all of that. And, uh, but it was, uh, it was all well too late. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he was still warm. Yeah, it's horrible. But then I have a beautiful daughter now instead. Uh, well, I have an elder daughter, but then my youngest daughter was born, Kelly. And she's the light of my life. I love her to death. Yeah. And her two children, my grandchildren, they're fantastic. Really brighten me up. Grandkids are awesome. Yeah, I've got four. Four of them? Yeah, four. Two, uh, two fairly well grown up. Um, and uh, two, two little ones. Yeah, I love them. Because you get to mess with them, you get to shake them up, you get to give them a bunch of stuff, and then the you, out, yeah, well, you try the, the outer ones. Back. The outer ones, not so much now because they, they sort of grow away, not grow away, but they, they have busy lives. The little ones, I have them sort of every week on a Monday for a few hours, and um, uh, and in a couple of weeks' time, I've got them for a couple of days, and I'm taking them away somewhere nice just to uh, to have some fun in a fun park somewhere. I should look forward to that. Nice. I don't think they realise how much pleasure they right. they give they give me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I would love to be uh, your grandkid if if you're if you're taking new ones. What are you saying? Uh, we can go. We can go on trips and stuff. You're trying to. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, things we know like a lady in waiting, right? That we think of like a secretary, right? It's okay. It's actually a lady like a lord and lady. She's semi royalty herself. Lords, lords and ladies are not actually, nah, nah, they're not really royalty. royalty as such, no. So no. what is their level in the... They're, 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 they're the upper class. Upper, very yeah, upper they would be the upper class. They nearly always would be. They're not always ladies, but they would nearly always be ladies married to a lord, or they might be a duchess or something. A bit like your wife, she's a duchess. Yes, my wife is a duchess. <clears throat> she, she is? She's technically related to Lady Di. Yeah. I've oh, seen, I've verified, seen, I've, I've, verified the paperwork. Is I've, seen, I've paperwork. seen the paperwork, and it goes back a long way, and there's a very good chance you could be related. Yeah. It's no there. kidding. Yeah, so if there was some type of massive accident in England, the entire royal family was wiped out, they might come and tap her on the God show. help us all. <laughs> <laughs> the United, United Kingdom, as we know, it would be fucked. It would be just over. And I don't know if they've got a crown big enough, Michael, for your head. So. Right. No, no, well, I would be a prince. There was a movie about that back in the day with... Uh, John Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, King Harry or yes. something like that was called. <laughs> I talked about that the other night. He had to put in they a bowling alley. They all with a flash bulb that went off or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a fascinating story, man. And, uh, you know, I don't, I can't believe that you put up with Mr. Palmer here on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, kudos to you for, for taking the leap for becoming friends with some random guy on Facebook. Oh, he's uh, promised he's going to make me an honor, even though I don't smoke and I don't live in he, Florida. He's going to join. He's going to make me an honorary member. An honorary member of the Florida. Oh, FCC export. Yeah. Yes. Oh, very nice. Okay, now I've got international a, FCC international. FCC. I've got a picture of him and your brother to go on my freezer now as well. That's so, nice. That's very nice. Very cool. I mean, you can look up my Instagram for photos. It'll just be pictures of my hand. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> 
I notice that your uh, that your uh, your your right arm is much bigger than your left arm. Is there a reason for that? Uh, yeah, because you know, you know why. <laughs> the I one keep myself in the cold shower. I keep myself occupied. Um, do you have any questions for me or for him? Well, I was um, I, I, f- I found out most things about you and your brother through Mr. P over there, and. Uh, so none of it's true. Uh, yeah, none of that's accurate. None of that's true. I have to congratulate you because uh, it seems like you have a unique working relationship with your brother. And, uh, and you, I do. You very kindly let me attend uh, your uh, your uh, monthly sort of sales meeting today, and I quite respected the fact that um, how you allowed the interaction between your staff and you. You're not sitting there telling them what to do. Yeah, that You're doesn't work. To them, that was quite good. So, what are your? I'd like to know what are your what are your big big plans for the cigar business, as far as you're concerned. I mean, my big big plans. I don't think that they they really exceed too much further past of where we're at. You know, um, our wholesale ap- operations continuing to grow. Uh, on a retail level, I'm really kind of happy with what we have here. You know, maybe get a liquor license for this location. Obviously, we're we're focusing on a private lounge, um, but I don't believe in expanding retail to a massive extent. Um, it's just not for me. It's a it, retail is a lot of hard work, and um, the so mar- you, are you saying you'd rather be unique? Yeah, I mean, I would like to kind of diversify this into its own special thing. Uh, which is kind of what it's obviously becoming. Also, you know, expand more on our production and our contact with additional retailers throughout the nation. Um, I like to help those guys, you know, and and always compare notes, if that makes sense, because a lot of guys, a lot of retailers have uh, different avenues and they've done things differently. And if normally when I'll go on a trip, if I see something that I like, I'll implement it into the shop. And I like to kind of share and compare. That's a big deal for me. Um, but that's probably the extent of the cigar industry for me. You know, it takes up a, a big portion of my life, but it isn't going to be a, a huge focus once it's kind of capped at, at production and stuff. So when you've capped it, because you see, I, I, I don't think what you're saying is probably true. It's probably true as you stand at the moment, but I think when you've achieved it and you've capped that, I think you want to do some more. So what about export? Uh, export's definitely a possibility. You know, it's just questions of production and, and where where we lay as far as the, the what the factory can do for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've definitely had conversations about that. Um, you know, there's there are other markets out there for sure. Would and you would you be looking to Europe or would you be looking sort of Far East or? Yeah, I think that both are definitely possibilities. Um, Far East and Europe, it depends. Um, the Romacraft family, they do business with the Schusters, so they're they're really big in Europe, and um, they handle the majority of the distribution there. So that could be uh, a path in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Who knows? What about uh, how do you feel? Can I ask you this? How do you feel about all the controversy about the gun laws in this in this country? Oh, how do I feel about gun laws? Yeah, because people outside of America don't truly understand the gun culture. Uh, so we see news uh, so many times of uh, school shootings and right. other things like that. So and everybody says, you know, why the fuck they have guns? Why they just get rid of guns? Right. Um, so I think that you know, gun laws as a whole is our, look. At the end of the day, is our system broken in so many ways? Yes. Um, but with that being said, uh, I've gone to other places where people have protested. Or I've heard stories of people protesting, and they've been told to clear out. And when they didn't, they were just shot by their government. So um, <laughs> that's but, a problem. But, but not, but but not in Europe, and not in America. No, no, not well, not in America, because America's armed. You know, um, back. you know. <coughs> so, I mean, I I think that for one, Mike's choking, which I I'm love. Dying, I'm dying over here. Um, I just believe, I believe that people have a right to be free, right? Um, people, as a community, as a whole, it, it shouldn't be difficult to take care of the people that need to be taken care of. Um, determining where that line is is where everybody kind of gets upset and kind of in a tivy, right? Um, take care of the people. I don't need the government to to save me from myself. I don't need a surgeon's general warning on every single fucking thing that exists in the world. 
I think that that's just ridiculous, you know. Um, so, you know, do I think that they, they should do a better job of protecting our, our kids and our future and, and our schools? Absolutely. Do I think that they should be taking away our guns? No, I don't think they should be taking away our guns. So, so well, kinda, I'm, I'm an admirer of your, what do you call it, a home something, home guard, is it? Is that what it's called? Home protection? Uh, ho- homeland security? or Homeland security, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm a bigger buyer of that, that it's uh, a dedicated force to do. I mean, I was saying to uh, people at the airport when I came in, they were in the queues through immigration. They were just moaning and groaning, bearing in mind they'd already done an extra form, et cetera, et cetera. You're talking about customs? Yeah. But, ne- but nevertheless, you've got homeland signs all over right. and then people moaning and groaning about the times coming through that it took to get through. Um, and I said to them, you know, OK, so listen, you know, they might have gun problems over here, but you don't have terrorist problems. Right. Do you? Well, I think we do, but not, you know, not to a crazy extent. And I mean, hell, all, all they had to do is just destroy two really big buildings mm. for it to, to, to become a significant problem that needed to be addressed. I was know? involved uh, I was involved in the Harrods bombing. Do you remember the Harrods bombing? No. It's it very famous in England. You've heard of Harrods? The store Harrods? No. You never heard of Harrods? No. Harrods, I thought, was probably the most famous store in the world. It's, it's, you've got your Macy's in New York. Right. It's like a big department store. It's a huge... It's, it's, uh, it was uh, the... Uh, the man that uh, Lady Di was having an affair with, her father owned Harrods. Okay. Okay. And uh, there was an R- IRA bomb in there. Uh, and I was inside the store with my uh, first wife, and we were doing some shopping for Christmas. Um, and we were on the top floor. And this announcement came out. Uh, would all departmental managers report to the manager's office? Would all departmental managers report to the manager's office? And I was in retail at the time. And that's not an announcement that goes out. That right. doesn't happen. You could have a departmental manager go to the manager's office, but not all of them. So I said to my wife, just put everything down, we're going. And she said, what are you, what are you talking about? We've been in the queue. I'll just put everything down, we're going now, come on. We get in the lift. No, we're not getting the lift. Out. We walked out through the door. Just got literally around the corner and the bomb went off. Uh, and that was uh, that was horrific. I couldn't hear for days. Uh, there was a Nobby Hotel after, uh, opposite, um, and I was staying there in the hotel. Um, they were amazing because they were bringing in police that were being blown and uh, bleeding everywhere, and they really looked after them. Um, and then, as these things go, we uh, we received a call ourselves from the police uh, in the hotel to say that our burglar alarm at home was going off. And uh, would we be able to come back? <laughs> we weren't allowed to go out of the hotel. Right. Um, but eventually, the, um, um, this very brave uh, young uh, hotel worker said, I-, I will take you to your car. Our car was parked in the Harrods car park, which was not near Harrods. It was on the other side of the road. It was underground. So we walked all around Hyde Park, and we kept being stopped by police all the way. And this brave young man said, because it was very scary. You're walking past in the middle of the night with nobody on the street, and you're walking past cars. And before you knew, there was something else in that car that was going to go boom at any minute. Right. Uh, and we got to where, uh, the, where the cars were parked. There was a policeman at the top, and he asked why we were there. And I said, explained to him, and he checked, and he said, yes, okay, you can get I said, you're going to come down with me? And he said to me, you're having a laugh, and you? He said, you think I'm going down there? <laughs> no way. You want, you want your car? You go and get it. And I went down, I had a Volvo estate at the time, and I went down, and I literally, I laid and looked all underneath the car as if somebody would ever dream of putting anything on my car. And we went home. But, I mean, that's a really scary situation. Sure. So I understand uh, very much um, the stance that America takes against terrorism. Right. Very much so. I do. Well, I mean, you live something firsthand. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but you don't, you don't forget things like that right. too easily. Mm. When, when was that bombing? Oh, blimey, I can't remember the year. It was a long time ago. Yeah. A long, long time ago. It was famous at the time, I thought. So I'm surprised you don't know, but then again, you're so young. Right. I'm a millennial. Yeah. Lazy fucks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We did uh, nothing. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Come and go as you please. That's it. Blame yeah. everything on the producer. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, at least I'm here. At least I'm on time. But thank you guys you uh, for being so hospitable. We're not talking to Mr. P at the moment because no, uh, I'm apparently not. I'm taking him out tonight and paying. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I'm gonna run up that tab as much as possible. But for the two more brother- champagne, please, champagne. Over here. <laughs> But for the Hustler Brothers, thank you. It's been great. Twice, yeah, twice I've been in your country, twice I've been in your venue, and uh, 
It's been really nice. You've made yes, me you feel welcome. You have to welcome. change it again when he comes back in two years. I never had to pay for so. coffee before, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you coming out, and we do appreciate your time, and uh, you know, and we appreciate you paying for the coffee. And it, and it's good to learn, uh, you know, about your culture and you know your points of view in life and your perspective because it's fascinating to me. I've never experienced any of it, oh. so. Well, you should come to my country. I can do. I, you, I can do you a good deal. I can assure you that my it's going to happen sooner than Mr. Palmer will be going. So, okay, I'll take that bet. Oh, yeah. You'd like to make a bet? We can make a bet. Sure. Okay. That's that's because your missus is giving you pressure now. But she stays in next June. You can win this bet if you go before. Yeah, you go before next June. When she finishes her new her recent degree, she wants to go there too. Plug, go and plug the degree. She's a clever girl. It doesn't matter. I can just girl. fake some headlines and fucking email it to yeah. her and say, yeah. you know, terrorist attack. Hey, hey, by then the wall might be up and we can't leave. Not that people <laughs> can't get in. We can't leave. Um, side note before we close this out. Yes. The War Bear pick. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, so Stop touching the microphone been, every time. I had you to adjust it. it. I had to adjust it. Stop adjusting. So, Ask me. I can touch the back. That's, that, that's just weird. So, <laughs> so. Um, the Voitech. Give it to me to put up. Yeah, the Voitech has. We have an image. He has a new cigar coming out. It's what we're discussing. Uh, okay. And um, I think that it's best that we share it on the podcast oh, Instagram. Certainly, that'll be great. So uh, we're gonna take the picture. I'm gonna give it to Mr. Palmer, and Mr. Palmer will put it up on a Cigar Hustlers podcast Instagram. So if you want to check it out, it's pretty badass. It's a it's a, it's a bear. Is it the one you sent me from Nicaragua? Yeah, it's a bear, yeah. and he's got he's rocking the Postania necklace, and you know. <laughs> But what about what about the flavor of the cigar? Is it light? Is it heavy? Is it uh, spicy? I'd call it more of a. Tastes it, like a bear. It's called. I'd call it more of a medium full. Um, what's really unique about it is it's a barber pole, so it has a habano with a San Andreas barber pole, and because it's a, its shape is a perfecto, it, there's a lot of uh, complications to it. it. It changes throughout the entire cigar. Well, the complex of the taste. Yeah, it's very complex, and uh, it's super good. I mean, it I was really good. really it, impressed with it. Can't, I can't think of the word. It's 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 not a badge, but it's rough. It's a it's a. It's you a mean it has like an edge? Yeah, yeah. So when are you guys launching that? Uh, well, we're hoping that it'll be released June or July of uh, this year. Um, if Skip's listening, he may be laughing at that. But <laughs> you're gonna say you're gonna say pre-orders. Uh, we'll take pre-orders for it at the show at IPCPR in Las Vegas, and um, we're gonna produce ten thousand sticks, which is wow. about five hundred boxes. LE? What's that? It's just an LE. Yeah, it's unlimited. So, um, you know, it's obviously got a lot of excitement around it already. So yeah, we'll see how it kind of goes. already come out in the uh, industry news. The half wheel? Yeah. Oh, that was another thing I want to talk about. You want to talk about this too? Sure, why not? Why the fuck doesn't anybody get fired in the cigar industry? You ever notice that? If you go look on Half Wheel, nobody has ever been fired uh, before. You know, it's mostly you're right. It's mostly news about their new position. Or when they leave, it's like we have we've agreed to part ways. Right. So and so has agreed to part. I mean, even Jack Toronto. Jack Toronto got fucking fired. <laughs> There's no question about it. He got fired. There wasn't an agreement to part ways. <laughs> Come on, man. That's ridiculous. There was some story last week about somebody who was leaving. From somewhere, yeah. It, the, they CEO. either they chose to leave, or they part ways, right? Right. It's no, no nobody's fine. It's never. Nobody's this guy's fine. a fucking mess. <laughs> we had to get rid of. <laughs> he's not doing anything that we needed, and he's fired. Like that doesn't happen. How? Why doesn't that happen in the industry? I don't know. Is it uh, Half Wheel's fault because it's the way they always write the article? No, it isn't Half Wheel. It's it's the release that the companies give, like their oh, the press, press release. release. Oh, they're just yeah. being nice. Nobody says anybody gets We've fired. We've agreed to part ways. Yeah. Whatever. And we'd like to thank him for everything he's done. It's fucking lame. Yeah, exactly. right. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's a tremendous help. Tremendous help. A major benefit to, to this company. Over the last several yeah, years. he's really, you know, like. I yeah, mean, you should say, well, the company's tanking, so we're letting this man go. I mean, just, I mean, just something. You know, fuck. They, is that not known as the as the FO award? The FO award? Yeah, fuck off award. The fuck, fuck award. off award. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But, like, I don't know. I mean, if if I'm going to fire you, it's probably because you fucking... I mean, not that I'm a big corporation or anything, but it's like, well, the fucking guy's a liar. <laughs> so I, so they, were, they were out there talking after the meeting about uh, how fast people have been fired during the meeting, before the meeting, after the meeting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, we've, I've had times where we'd sit people in. But, you know, there have been times where I have had to let somebody go 
Or where I fired them? Is that the same, letting them go? You know, is that the same as firing them, or is that media talk? I would say that that's more media talk. Yeah. Media talk. But um, if I if I got to own it, I might as well own it. But, like, I've fired people right before a meeting, and, um, you know, we've left on good terms, you know? Uh, there have been other times where it's not possible just because of how how it's played out like you have no choice but to let them go because they've done something that is fucking terrible whether it's been you know stealing or skimming or um you know something of that magnitude or just flat out lying you know to you like if that team mentality doesn't exist with that individual then that person isn't a fit right i mean that's pretty self-explanatory but when they get creative and they figure out ways to fuck you over, then, yeah, then they're fired. It's like, hey, you got to go. I can understand uh, on something like that, but do you ever get said, do you ever uh, things over here about unfair dismissal laws? Or oh, of like course. Yeah. Of course. There's, I mean, there's all types of stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, more often than not, um, if you document it, your termination's... Because you did this. It's justifiable. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like, hey, you were late, you were late, sign here, sign... You know, so you can build... You can build yeah. a sheet. You usually start building the Constructive case before dismissal. you let them go. Right, and you can say, hey, look, now it's not working out, but... So... Hmm. Crazy. Okay. We've agreed to part ways. We've agreed to Here's their nice severance package. But you'd like to thank them. <laughs> like, thank you for your time, please. So that's all I got for... Uh, all right, that's it. We're just under an hour. It's a great podcast. It was. People have been complaining we had any guests lately. So, so here we go. Michael Knight. Michael Knight. Your roommate. Not from the... The reason I started following him on Facebook is, you know, Knight Rider. Because he was cute? Yeah, he was cute. I don't and understand. And he has a talking Knight, car. Knight, Knight Rider? What does that mean? Knight Rider. Can you Michael Knight from the Knight Foundation with the talking never, Trans Am. Never heard of it. <laughs> I asked for questions from the uh, our listening audience, but there were questions like, "What was it like to work with a talking car? Did the talking car ever upstage you on the show? Did you get to keep the car after the show?" <laughs> so we won't go to the questions. All right. So, do you want to ask the five questions? Because you can't no, ask what your favorite we, we, cigar. Uh, who would like to smoke a cigar with? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't do that. So. All right. Uh, well, what's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? That's a good one. It doesn't matter where you come from. What matters is where you go. That is very true. Go. Very nice. That's a good place to end. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Knight, thank you for coming on, sir. Been my pleasure. We hope you have a safe flight home sooner than later. And Mr. Palmer, thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah. Right, we're going to we're going to let you go now. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Hello. This is a prepaid collect call from the Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. To refuse charges, thank you for using Tnetics. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show. This has been a Cigar Hustlers podcast. It's a Mike and Mike production, but in this case, it's actually a Mike and Mike and Mike production. Hey, you can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and the new YouTube channel. And you can check back every Tuesday for new episodes. I hope you do.